Market Marauders, beating the market one trade at a time. If you need a Market Marauders, uh, welcome. So let's jump into it. All right, so it's been a crazy week uh, this week. I'm going to be giving you some of the stock news uh, that happened this week just so that you're informed. So let's jump into it. Uh, so first in the news, uh, Georgia orders uh, Trump-Biden vote to be recounted. Uh, top election officials in the southern U.S. state of Georgia on Wednesday ordered a hand audit of the close vote uh, there between President Donald Trump and President-elect Joe Biden. With most all of the votes counted in Georgia, Trump's Democratic challenger uh, for four-year term in the White House leading by 14,112 votes out of the nearly 5 million votes cast in the state. So they're just basically ordered a hand recount um, this is the only state that I know of that is doing this hand recount, uh, but it still is called president-elect for a reason. So it's not a political channel, not to tell you who to vote for, uh, not to tell you who you should like president-wise, because at the end of the day, I really don't care. But um, this is just to say, you know, the race is still going. Uh, so, you know, with the um, election, I guess, still going on. Uh, I, I predict there's still going to be some more volatility in the market until we get certainty on what is actually going on. So in other news, uh, we have Peloton. Peloton has decided to make a deal uh, with the singer Beyonce. So this week, Peloton announced a multi-year partnership uh, with Beyonce. They said it was their most requested artist. Uh, so she's going to be doing a couple of classes on there. Um, but to me, um, it is basically the rebirth, rebirth of Peloton. Uh, if you're familiar, Peloton had been struggling for quite a while because they had a large recall on a lot of their bikes. But, you know, if they're doing this uh, rebranding, you know, asking people, um, you know, what artists they like and, and incorporating those artists, um, I think this will definitely help the company as a whole, especially, you know, listening to what people are requesting uh, will help increase the amount of people who use their specific uh, bikes and other devices. So I think it was a pretty strategic, uh, good move for the company. Um, and I'm interested to see uh, how this is going to affect uh, whether people buy the bikes or whether people uh, buy their service uh, in the long term. Um, so I think this is kind of a test run uh, with Beyonce to see, you know, how it's going to actually behave. But you know, if it works out positively, I think I could see uh, them working with other artists uh, to continue to grow their brand. Uh, so I think it was a very good strategic move from them, uh, especially considering, you know, they were being overlooked because of their recall for their bikes. So in other news, uh, the Xbox Series X is out and available. Um, so it is out and available. It is out on the market. Um, if any of you all want to you know, donate one or buy one for an early Christmas gift for me, I will definitely take it. Uh, I do have <laughs> a P.O. box down below if you all want to send me one uh, or a PS5, either or. I'll definitely uh, uh, accept that gift or <laughs> token appreciation. Uh, but otherwise, um, you know, I'm not really big uh, into gaming that much. I haven't been uh, for a while, but I know for stock-wise, since this is an investment channel, uh, I know the Microsoft stock has definitely been going up based on this news. Um, but I think, you know, the system looks nice. Um, I think they're it's a pretty good design. A lot of people are talking about it, um, about how, you know, they're excited uh, for it to be out. Um, 
and we'll see as time goes on. Um, hopefully, there, you know, the last system that I had Xbox wise uh, was an Xbox Arcade, and it luckily did not get the Red Ring of Death, uh, so it survived the Red Ring of Death, but it definitely was, uh, you know, a fun system to have. Um, then I switched over uh, to PS4, which I liked as well, so, you know, either system I like. Uh, but, you know, that's basically my whole gaming uh, system uh, history. Going to the other one, we have PlayStation, uh, which has released their PlayStation 5, which is out now. I know a lot of people are complaining about uh, they weren't able to get access to it. Or, like, I know on Walmart, there was a big problem where a bunch of bots bought all the PlayStations once they were released. Uh, because Walmart was like, we're going to have all, their, all of our PS5s online only and not in stores, which is like, the dumbest thing you could possibly do market-wise, but I understand with the uh, whole pandemic and stuff going on, uh, they didn't want chaos going on in their stores and people lining up in the stores, but I think it should have been a 50-50 effort. Uh, you know, they should have had half of the inventory in stores and half of the inventory, um, you know, online just for that whole bot reason. Uh, but, you know, the systems are out. People are just going to have to wait to get it. I've seen, you know, crazy, you know, markups on this. Uh, I think the system sells around, you know, 400 or 500 bucks. Uh, but I've seen people selling it for like $1,500. So, you know, crazy. I will definitely wait uh, to get one uh, if I do get one. Um, not really, you know, going to pay that much money for one out there. Uh, I know eBay is going crazy with people who got one. Um, but they're selling it for, you know, crazy amounts. But if you got one out there, uh, good luck to you. Um, I know a lot of celebrities were able to get one uh, early, but, you know, I definitely think stock-wise this will help Sony um, in the long term. So definitely going to be looking at Sony and Microsoft as time goes on uh, for their sale numbers of the Xbox Series X and the PS5. So going into other news, uh, we have Moderna should be giving an update on their virus candidate in a couple of weeks. Uh, so a couple of weeks ago, Pfizer... Uh, and BioNTech gave their update on their vaccine candidate that said it had a 90% or 90% efficacy uh, rate, which basically means it's 90% effective. Uh, it has not gotten FDA approval yet. Uh, they're waiting for more data for Moderna to come out, which I don't think Pfizer is waiting for more data or the FDA. But I know in general there are multiple vaccine candidates that are in phase three trial, which is basically the last phase. Um, and I think uh, the FDA could potentially be waiting to you know, have all of these different vaccines come together and then just do one large approval of all of them instead of doing individual, you know, approvals of one, then another, then another, then another. Uh, but there are multiple uh, different vaccines out there. So, you know, you don't have to go with just one single uh, source. So you don't have to go and say, I want the Pfizer one. Uh, there's the Moderna one. Uh, there's Johnson and Johnson still out there, AstraZeneca. Uh, so a lot of other companies out there that are going to have this vaccine. The main part about it is the efficacy or the uh, percent efficacy that's going to be out there. So Pfizer really set the bar pretty high by having a 90% efficacy. Um, if Moderna can come in, you know, in a similar range, uh, I know the cutoff, I think was 70. Uh, so they were looking at a number around 70. So I think anything above 70 would be pretty good uh, for uh, Moderna in general. But if Moderna can come and have, 
at 90% as well, um, I think that would yield uh, very profitable for the company. And I think both Pfizer and Moderna stock-wise will go up after that news comes out. Now, if Moderna comes out with like a 70% or 80%, anything below Pfizer, I think it's going to make Pfizer go up um, and Moderna go down. Uh, just for the fact that there's already a bar set really high by having that 90% efficacy. I don't think people will be more comfortable having... I think people in general are not comfortable taking the vaccine at all, but I think with an efficacy being lower than the current bar that's been set at 90%, I think people are going to feel even more uncomfortable uh, considering having that vaccine. So uh, definitely look for uh, updates on Moderna's vaccine coming out um, and their efficacy um, in the coming weeks. So this week as well, uh, Unity and uh Palantir's uh, revenues came out and they were fantastic. Uh, so Unity reported uh, revenue growth of their third quarter of 53% to $200.8 million, uh, which was an amazing uh, metric. And Palantir's revenue uh, for the quarter jumped 52% to $289.4 million. So both of these stocks have been going up um, tremendously. I know Planetier people have been talking about it, um, you know, trading-wise, uh, seeing it trade. I've actually seen it continue to go up for the whole week, and it's still going up. It ended on a positive note this week. So I would say definitely look at it um, as time goes on. Um, look at it for next week. It's probably an early morning mover because a lot of people are starting to catch on to see what the company is and what it does. Uh, so definitely keep them, keep your eyes on them uh, for potential to put in your portfolio. So going into uh, some more news that came out, Apple released uh, their M1 chip. Uh, so Apple is getting into the chip game, uh, which, you know, it's been mainly them using Intel. Uh, but now, you know, they developed their own silicon and they're doing their own thing. Um, it has five nanometers, uh, five nanometer processor with 16 billion transistors, uh, which basically means, you know, the more transistors, the, the smaller nanometers, basically the faster the chip is. That's all that really means in fancy engineering talk. Um, and then it says up to three times, 3.9 times faster video processing and 7.1 times uh, faster image processing. Uh, so those are two big metrics uh, that I know people, a lot of people use. A lot of people use Macs for um, video editing or just rendering videos. So having increased faster uh, video processing and image processing is definitely going to help out uh, with that. Uh, has eight core CPU and 3.5 times faster CPU performance. So that's going to help out. Uh, and the chip in general, to me, I think um, is setting a lot of industry benchmarks. So it's kind of not just, um, you know, an upgrade for Apple. Um, it's kind of Apple setting um, the precedence that they're here as a hardware company, not just a software or cell phone company. So device wise, uh, they're making themselves very competitive with companies like NVIDIA, Intel, um, and another uh, Qualcomm, other companies that make uh, a lot of chips or chipsets that are out there. So I definitely would say, you know, it's a pretty big move for Mac for them to have their own chip and it to be competitive in the marketplace. So not only is, you know, it's something to have, uh, a company that's like, oh, we have our own chipset, but how does it compare to the other industries? If your chipset is not better than Intel's, there's no point of you leaving Intel. Uh, but, you know, they've kind of learned um, their processes and increased the way that they do their performance. So I think it's going to be benefiting them. And you could see other devices starting to use the M1 chip potentially in the future. 
Now, the EV space um, has been just booming. Uh, so this week, uh, BMW unveiled uh, an electric SUV called the iX. So the iX SUV uh, is going to become the brand's flagship electric SUV. Uh, they claim that the SUV is going to have 300 miles of range and more than 500 horsepower and 0 to 60 time of under five seconds. So not a slow vehicle um, by SUV standards, but um, definitely going to be a competitor to the Model Y of Tesla and, you know, other SUVs that are coming out there that's going to be electric. So the Model Y, uh, to me, is really the only, I guess, production SUV that is, or the Model Y and Model X are the only production um, SUVs that I know of, or you could consider them SUVs uh, in the EV space. Um, there may be more. If there are more, drop a comment down below and correct me. Uh, if there are more out there that I may not be familiar with, uh, but I think uh, BMW is trying to jump in this electric race, um, as are a lot of other companies. So a lot of companies are joining this electric vehicle race, uh, trying to you know increase electric vehicle production. I think. All this is based around a Biden win because they know once Biden comes into office or if he comes into office, then there's going to be um, an increased amount of government funding for EV space. Um, going into another you know, merger or I guess partnership that I thought was pretty big, uh, Target and Ulta have combined 100 million uh, loyal program members will provide uh, exciting opportunity and shopping deals. And they're partnering to have um, a actual booth in an Ulta only booth into uh, Target. So I think that's uh, pretty cool. Uh, they said on Tuesday, uh, the two unveiled a new deal to add skincare shops in select Target stores starting next year with combined 100 million members registered to the companies, respectively loyal programs, both see an opportunity to reach new customers. Um, says through the deal, Ulta will set up stationary shops for about a thousand square feet and the market, uh, a curated section of beauty brands, including makeup, fragrance, uh, hair care products, among other items. Target plans to carry Ulta stores at a hundred locations and dedicate space on its website. So basically it is a partnership between Ulta and Target, uh, which, you know, I feel like people who shop at Ulta shop at Target anyway, but I think it's a, a pretty good move for Target to solidify uh, that they are putting uh, preferences on the beauty and cosmetic uh, world, which we all know is a multi-million dollar industry with, you know, celebrities like Kylie Jenner um, and Rihanna, you know, starting beauty lines and being very successful with their own uh, sort of beauty product. So I think it's a very good move for uh, Target um, and Ulta. Um, and I don't see it being, you know, some people may say, oh, well, if Ulta is going to be in Target, there's no point to go to Ulta. I think people are still going to go to Ulta because not every city that has an Ulta has a Target and vice versa. And people still go to Ulta just to go to Ulta. So um, in, you know, certain cities, there may be, uh, you know, an Ulta, but not a Target. And the other cities, there may be a Target, but not an Ulta, or they're not directly next to each other. So, um, you know, it's not a, a vice versa thing. It's not an either or thing. I think it's just a very good partnership uh, overall. So going into uh, some other news, there have been curfews put in the city of New York. So, um, you know, with the increased amount of cases coming out, uh, a lot of cities are beginning to add curfews, um, one city being New York. Uh, so it says on 
Restaurants and bars across the state have been ordered to close indoor-outdoor uh, dining nightly at 10 p.m. starting Friday. According to the governor's office, the governor indicated that the diners uh, should have wrapped up their meals by curfew time. Takeout and delivery is still allowed uh, after 10 p.m., but only food orders, uh, takeout and delivery, alcohol orders after 10 p.m. Um, will be off limits and previously restaurants uh, in NYC were mandated to close outdoor dining at 11 p.m. and indoor dining at 12 a.m. So um, to me, you know, don't want to get into politics, but I think this is um, a pretty, uh, how do you put it, a pretty uh, audacious thing uh, to do um, considering, you know, the service industry was hit the hardest by um, the pandemic and they're starting to get, you know, their feet back on their feet um, and starting to get money out there. And also considering the fact that there is no stimulus. So if there was a stimulus out there and, you know, the stimulus was passed, I would be like, OK, you know, giving a curfew may be OK, you know, just to try to calm it down. But from a monetary standpoint, having a curfew with no stimulus, meaning there's no way for these businesses to actually make money uh, and they're losing large amount of customers by having these curfews, I think is kind of, you know, overbearing in my personal opinion. Uh, but I think, you know, it's it just the way that it goes. Um, and, you know, it's very sad to see uh, the service industry uh, suffer like this because of government regulations. So I think that, you know, in the future, uh, hopefully there will be a stimulus that can help this restaurant industry. Um, I know, you know, a lot of basically small restaurants who didn't, uh, you know, make it through the pandemic. They just basically went out of business. Uh, but now the ones that are making it are still getting more and more, um, you know, hit harder by these regulations um, by government. So, you know, you know, hearts out to all the restaurant workers out there. Um, the people who own the restaurants, um, you know, I know it's difficult for a lot of those people out there, um, but, you know, hopefully uh, there will be a stimulus that can come and it'll be passed that will directly help them, um, those people out in those restaurant situations. Another city, also uh, Chicago. So Chicago has basically said uh, that they're issuing a curfew. So um, they're saying that they issued an amendment. So under the order, uh, business curfew will be in effect uh, from 11 p.m. to 6 a.m. for non-essential businesses. Um, it says under amended emergency travel order, states will be placed in three categories, red, orange, and yellow, based on the status of the outbreak in the states, uh, how the data compares to the situation in Chicago. And then uh, it talks about uh, beginning November 16th, residents are advised to stay at home uh in response to increase in cases uh, and hospitalizations uh, and only leave home to go to work, school, uh, for essential needs such as seeking medical care, uh, going to the grocery store, going to the pharmacy, picking up takeout, or receiving deliveries. Additionally, residents are strongly advised to not have guests in their homes, uh, cancel traditional uh, Thanksgiving celebrations, uh, and avoid travel. Um, the advisory also outlines uh, additional uh, pandemic alert uh, regulations such as further limitations on indoor-outdoor meetings and social events, increased enforcement uh, of limits, uh, privileges, gathering, industry restrictions, and so forth and so on. Um, so, 
another way that you know government is imposing uh, on people um, in my opinion I think you know it doesn't really make any sense logically to me that you can wear a mask to go to the grocery store that has large amounts of people but you can't have a Thanksgiving celebration at your house so that <laughs> that to me it's kind of weird uh, kind of I guess from a logic standpoint, it doesn't really make any sense because, uh, I mean, I don't, ha I don't have a family of, you know, 20, 50 people that are going to be at my house. Uh, and, you know, those people who are worried about the pandemic situation, uh, you know, we can always live stream with those people. Uh, technology is here. We can always, you know, video chat those people. But the people who do want to come uh, and have Thanksgiving with their family, I don't see why that uh, should be canceled, but you can go to the grocery store uh, and wear a mask. So, yeah, it doesn't really make any sense um, to me, but that's just the way uh, that it's going. Uh, those are the regulations. So, you know, if you want to stay within the regulations, then, you know, stay in the regulations. Uh, make sure you're following uh, your city's guidelines. This video is not telling you to break the law. So, this video is telling you, you know, stay in the guidelines, but those are the guidelines. So those are two cities that are uh, starting to mandate these curfews as well as these masks. Um, and I feel like they're going to be uh, more to come with other states. Um, but that's just the way uh, that it is going. In a lighter subject, uh, we have Costco has said that they are announcing a $17,499 one-year membership for private jetting. Uh, so when you buy it, it is a one-year membership, um, and then you get a Costco $3,500 shopping card, and you get a $4,000 flight credit card. Uh, so it basically is um, where you can go. It's through a company called Wheels Up, so it's not, you know, they don't have different, um, they don't have different jets, so it's not like uh, Costco is buy, out buying jets. Uh, for this service, uh, they're partnering with a company called Wheels Up, where you can get a private jet uh, for basically, you know, seventeen thousand dollars a year. Uh, I think it's a pretty good uh, plan. I think it's cool, um, you know, especially with the airline industry. I know probably there are a lot of pilots out there who would love to sign up to do this, um, especially you know, uh, with the people who can't afford it. And seventeen thousand uh, four hundred ninety-nine dollars. You know, people may say, "Wow, that's a lot of money." That's you know, I could never afford that, but you got to think it's a one-year membership. So, um, you know, if you have this membership, you as a family can probably get together and put together this $17,000 to get this membership. And then whomever is the major person or the main person on the account, I feel I could always add people with the flight. So I don't see it as being one person is going to have this $17,000, um, you know, flight, and then they're going to make another person buy the 17000 one year. I feel like it's going to be one person buys it, and then if you're taking a trip, you're obviously going to bring people with you. Then those people will have, you know, a small fee uh, or so to go um, to travel with you. So I think it's uh, pretty cool. It definitely is giving access to, you know, I guess baller status. You know, people want to say, oh, I'm flying on a private jet. You know, I'm, I'm somebody. But um, I think it makes it affordable for people. Uh, to do so and definitely going to be looking into this company wheels up um, as that goes on. I actually want to see the numbers to see how many people actually are buying this. Um, so definitely going to be looking at Costco earnings when it comes out and hopefully they'll give more insight on 
um, this actual wheels up flight plan. So uh, there's not a Costco in my local area that I live in, but if I get to one, um, I'll definitely go try to check this out and probably read the back of that to get more details. I'll probably also go to Costco's website to see uh, what this deal is more about because uh, I'm very interested in uh, this uh, partnership that they have uh, with Wheels Up. Now, lastly, just want to talk about the EV space. Uh, we see the EV space kind of had a major sell-off towards the end of the week. So this is NEO, Workhorse, uh, Xpeng, and Tesla. Uh, so NEO and Xpeng being the two uh, Chinese companies, uh, Workhorse and Tesla being the two American companies. But they all had run-ups this week. So I don't think that this uh, run-up is over. NEO went all the way up to uh, $54.20 before it sold off uh, towards the end of the week. Uh, but it looks like it's on its dead cat bounce, which basically means that it's going to bounce and start to go back up towards uh, next week. So I think next week we could see it uh, probably not touching uh, 52 or 54 but I think probably around 48 or possibly 50 uh, next week on this bounce. Uh, Workhorse, the same thing. Uh, they fell off, uh, but they fell down back to the levels before their breakout. So I can see them uh, potentially going back up to the 2079 uh, price that they were at last week. Um, and then Xpeng um, definitely went up uh, quite a bit again. Their bounce, uh, they bounced basically off the level uh, of the beginning of their breakout. So I could see them testing that 5127 level again. And then Tesla uh, has been kind of running sideways uh, for a while. It's definitely looking for more updates on that company as a whole to see what things they have coming out. Uh, but they have tested a 452 level. So Tesla being the most volatile one out of this list, in my personal opinion, I think Tesla uh, has the most um you know, work to do to actually push this stock uh, to move. Otherwise, I think it's going to continue to go sideways. Uh, so I will look at Neo Workhorse and uh, Xpeng to be the ones that are probably moved the most uh, next week. So EVs have definitely grown. We can see with BMW uh, having their iX SUV uh, definitely going to be a 2021 full of electric vehicle uh, releases and electric vehicle um, updates. So Good luck to everybody out there trading, uh, and I'll see you guys next time. Peace.